When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yes, good afternoon. A very, very special edition of Crunch Time thanks to the delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's Calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network. Those on 10.53am, SEN Track Brisbane, 16.20 SEN the Gold Coast, uh, 11.70 SEN in Sydney, as well as the listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. Uh, You can download those, of course, via the SEN app. I welcome... Our esteemed guests today. I feel like I'm in the actors' studio. Andy Ryan, <laughs> yes. firstly, welcome G'day. for your Thank first you. touch. Thank you very much for having us on. Good to be here. And the great man uh, Juan Del Potro, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Cowell. How are you, mate? I think you're referring to my elaborate headdress this yes. morning. I've got yes. a bit of a bandana going on. It's just one of those things because the season at the moment it's hot and cold at once. This thing on my head can just you know can warm me up. It yeah. can be fashion. Look a little bit beach volleyball, mate. Um, going really well. Started publicising the book this week, so I'm basically the new Spud Carroll, really. I'm just going around town. Oh. Um, so I've been doing some interviews and, um, yeah, had a great week. And, uh, yeah, a bit sad about my Sharkies last night. Yeah. Um, but, geez, I tell you what, the Melbourne Storm are very good at rugby league, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And just watching them last night, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. You guys are good. Even their B team is amazing, um, amazing yeah. aren't they? Um, so hopefully um, the Sharks can still Bradbury our way in there with the Titans minus 11. Um, but, yeah, feeling good. I'll tell you what, Andy, this will be one of the great achievements in rugby league history where the Sharks could make the finals in consecutive years, having in two years only beaten one top eight side who had their origin stars out, being the Panthers. How can you make the finals two years in a row and in that whole period never once beating a full-strength top eight side? It's remarkable. Three words for you. Up, up, Cronulla. (laughs) (laughs) It's remarkable, isn't it? How many sharks have? How many wins have the Sharks had? Ten out of 25. And how many many wins have the Storm had? 21, is it? Yeah, something like that. That's not fair. You're not allowed to stand on the same podium as the Storm, surely. I know. I feel like... If and when we do make the finals, there'll be that photo shoot. Yeah. And you'll have, you know, Nathan Cleary and, and what Cameron Munster or, um, you know, and then you'll have Cody Walker turning yeah. up. And then, then lastly, a little Sharks guy coming <laughs> in. Hey, guys. And you're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You, you won 10 games, you idiot. Yeah, I'll just stand up the back. Yeah. <laughs> and in the photo, they always put those teams right on the edge, don't they? Yeah, so, they, so yeah. for next, next week's do. cover, we can just crop those yeah, out. Yeah, crop yeah. them out. <laughs> you should be there with a plate of snacks or something, really. Yeah. You shouldn't be going, yeah, yeah. can I help you? Anyone need a massage? <laughs> Thanks for having us for the week, boys. But we can't yeah. stay long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh. look, we'll take it. 
Yeah, you know what right. I mean? We'll take it. And then I, I only have to remind you, you know, just to kick off the show, we didn't win the competition in 2016. So yeah. when you're a premiership side, Andy, um, there's this essence that drips over yeah. in the years following as your window continues to be open. And I think that's just what happens. The Sharks were just a top eight side. As Ricky said last night, the Raiders are a top eight side who finished in the bottom eight. The Sharks are a top eight side that are now competing with the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> to make the top eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I said this with the boys, it's absolutely fascinating. Naomi Osaka has been beaten, by the way. So wow. uh, that is huge yeah, news nice. in the US Open. Uh, she she's she? had a very tough uh, six months or so, Naomi Osaka. So she's been bombed out of the US Open. Um, and shockingly, Nick Kyrgios didn't win the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> I was, was I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but did us proud. Did us proud, didn't he? Very Aussie. You know, people. all people want is consistency. That's and he, right. and he oh, is he's that. consistent. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Now, Andy, we need to really um, uh, introduce Andy to our rugby league listeners here, Brendan. I yeah. think you would be the man here to interview our man, esteemed actor Andy Ryan. Yeah, well, Andy's not only um, a great mate of mine, but uh, a very proud Queenslander. And uh, I've got to know Andy over over the last couple of decades. You probably know him from the NXS telemovie, uh, Love Child, Tomorrow Where the War Began. Um, but what I really uh, know him as the guy that is um, constantly wearing maroon clothing. <laughs> yes. Um, we've never watched a State of Origin game together. Because there's a bit of a boundary between we, us. There's yeah. a boundary there because yeah. we want to keep our friendship alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we've discussed it, but yeah. we've never gone through with it. Yeah. And that's why we're still here. And today we're doing radio together for the first time. And that's probably because we never have watched a State of Origin game. Yeah. But he probably is the most, you know, but as you explain it, that, that everyone's like um, you are in Queensland. Do you want to talk us through your well, passion you, and where yeah, it came you from? Say, you say I'm the most passionate Queenslander that you've ever met. Yeah. Is that fair? But, I'll, I'll say that. But but it, to me, it's just like that's what you are in yeah. Queensland. Like I'm normal in Queensland. Yes. If anything, I've probably pulled it back a little bit. Have you now? Yeah. So I, I in Queensland, it's just a different nature of the beast. And I think that's why you're talking about the nature of a premiership winning side. Yeah. When you're an 11 out of 12-year winning side, that's oh. what passion means. Do you know what I mean? We're eight in a row. You don't know what that feels like, Brendan. Do you right. know what I mean? Can right. I just ask yeah. one thing? Like, why, why, Andy, are you and I in Studio A here and there's heaps of room for another person? And yeah. why are you talking to us via Studio B? Why can't you come into yeah. Studio A with us, Brendan? Well, it's just it's the current times. It's Ebola. It's COVID. Yeah. It's Y2K. It's New South Wales. It's, it's New South Wales and Queensland, isn't yeah. it? And I'm feeling it alive and well. But I don't know if you guys watched this year's series. Um, because New South Wales won the first two games, should have won the third game, really, yep. shouldn't we? Um, but we didn't know. And and next year, geez, how are you feeling about next year? In all seriousness, I'm really confident. I th- I think we've got a great shot. I I think if we can take away some of the biased New South Wales commentary mm. that we always hear, like in the lead up to for, no game one. Everyone said the fix was in and we were yeah. playing mind games. Yes. And we got absolutely slaughtered. And the coach came out and said, no, I wasn't lying. <laughs> we were stuffed. Yeah. And the school board re- represented that. Did somebody have a, a mystery illness again, though? 
Yeah, no, it wasn't a mystery. It was an actual illness. Yeah, but that's the boy that cried wolf story, Andy. It's like if you're yeah. going to lie about illnesses for two decades, yes. you can't suddenly We've have a real lied. one. No We've one's going to believe lied. you. We've never lied. We just like to bend the truth a little bit um, towards whatever. Only, only que- like you started bringing it on last night with the Melbourne Storm ca- chat, which is the fourth oh. Queensland side. Yeah. Right. You started saying that they were going the flop. They don't go the flop. Like we're, They were sponsored by Spinal Ease Pillows here at SEN. You should have 17 purple pillows out there for the storm side because they lie in a tackle for half. They might as well have a yeah. small nap. But then and I mean, even Dan Ganane said, well, that's got to be close to a six again. That's got to be close to a six again. Yeah. He would have said that a number of times. And he's incredibly biased. Cameron Smith might be gone, right. but the storm is still continuing with having a, a siesta. Mm. on the opposition player with the ball. Like and then you started questioning that Smith and uh, Grant can't fit under the I've never cap. questioned that. You started questioning it last night. Well, I, I question how they can have so many good players. I question everything with a storm because I immensely dislike them. <laughs> but, it, it, but that's one of the great rivalries in the NRL, you know, is the storm and, and Cronulla. They yeah. hate each other. Yes. And, and even last night, you could see that we ruffle them. And we, we always have, you know what I mean? And we used to get in and agitate them and they didn't like us. Um, and they probably have, you know, won the, won the, the, the kind of arm wrestle more than, than often as they have with everybody. But I thought the Sharks put in a, a good, um, you know, shot at it last night. But it's funny with New South Wales, Queensland, I feel like, because I'm obsessed with the Sharks and I love Origin, whereas I think Queenslanders are more obsessed with Origin, plus they don't mind the Broncos. Okay, you know would, would I mean? you rather see Queensland win the Origin Series or the Broncos make the finals? Oh, Queensland win the Origin yeah. Series. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And even if, it, but I'm in the minority. If you gave me the choice between Queensland Origin win and a Broncos Premiership, I'd take the Origin win. Re- still? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but I, but I he's got problems. Mi- I'm, I'm in the minority there. So who's your favourite Bronco of all time? Oh, Alfie Langer. Alfie. Yeah, because he was small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty tiny as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be my favourite. So tell me this. So. For people who don't know this about Andy, and I first met Andy, I think it was on the Gold Coast. It was a National Rugby League. People ask about, does the Rugby League do enough for welfare? And they do more than enough, like way more than any other industry. They, they do so much, and I know that Andy will second this. But, Andy, you have played a, an important part for how long, you reckon, with the NRL, with your theatre sports? Yeah, I think coming on 10 years now. Wow. Yeah, it was a program that originally started with Nigel Vungadar and Andrew Ryan. That's right. Uh, which and that Paul Hepdenstall. Paul Hepdenstall. Tony um, McFadden, those sort of guys. Yeah, and they uh, and now it's gone on to Dean Hallitow. And, uh, yeah, it's just sort of grown into this thing that we never really expected. But... It was um, it was a theatre sports sort of uh, like the show. Thank God you're here. Yes. And we go into the club, and we thought it would be a lovely smoke screen to to provoke conversation around issues that perhaps the team wouldn't be talking about usually. Yes. Things like your ethical bystander responsibilities, respect for women, drugs, alcohol, gambling, all different types of topics that we we maybe struggle to get a group of men to talk about. Yes. And so we'd walk in, we'd do this scene. It was quite provocative. It was hopefully quite funny. And then all of a sudden there'd be this big discussion and we never really expected that response. And then it sort of grew from there. And um, it's it's... I reckon it's probably been my best acting gig oh, mate, I've I, ever had in my whole life. I watched it, Andy, and you yeah. were the main person in, in this particular one I saw. It was a rookie camp. Yeah. And I know you said that um, right. yeah, it was a rookie yeah, camp yeah. up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. So all the young kids, 20-year-olds coming mm. through, and, mate, geez, you were good. And, 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 and you took us so much into the moment where you felt like 
you know, one bloke had had a few too many, maybe was betting too much, maybe mm. was saying the wrong things to the wrong people, and the consequences that come from that, it was massive and to the point where I've spoken to some business without even really knowing you, Andy, saying you should get these guys in. Mm. It's COVID at the moment, which doesn't make it ideal for that. Uh, but but when the world returns to normal, I, co- I couldn't um, encourage or endorse what you guys do enough with any business because mm. same rules apply in many ways, don't they? Yeah, they do. They they really do. Thanks for that. I, we should get that ching thing in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ian Roberts is part of that, isn't Ian he? Ian Roberts is great. And, and he came in late to the show and he... Because there's over 500 men in the NRL and obviously not really uh, one identifies as LGBTQ or I. And yeah. we wanted to make an effort to make that spa- space a lot more accepting. Yes. And Robbo comes around and does, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it now, but he does this scene about coming out. Yes. And we really act what it was like for him coming out to the rest of the team. Yep. And we put the players through that scenario. and um, So they're, they're physically sitting next to him and he's telling them, he's you know, I've got something to say. Yeah. So they're in the situation. They're in the situation. And yeah. I'm playing someone who's been saying some things around the, the squad that are pretty unsavory. Derogatory. Derogatory, yeah, yeah, yeah. not only racially but sexually as well, yeah. like in the vilification area. Yeah. And then we put it, the pressure on the players to call that out. Because, yeah, right. Because the standard you walk past, the standard you set. And also, we're trying to teach the players now, if you don't say anything about it, what you're letting that person know is that behaviour is okay. So now yeah, we require yeah. you to call it out. So you're complicit. You're complicit. Your, yeah. Ethical bystander. If you don't say anything, you're letting them know it's okay. Yep. And, and God, Robbo, Robbo cries every time from pure oh, emotion, wow. from remembering what he went through. And it's this really interesting moment watching the players go th- witness this real raw moment right yeah. in front of them. And um, some of the discussions we've had um, have been absolutely beautiful. Um, just to share, I hope he doesn't mind, but two players that come to mind are Daly Cherry Evans yeah. and um, Toby Rudolph at the Sharkies yep. were just amazing, like stood up and just like, I, I thought Toby was going to deck me one actually. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought he was. And, and just um, uh, DCE, I remember he stood up and he said, boys, this is a game of footy. And, and what's more important here is that you all feel safe and you yeah. all feel accepted. And, I'm, yeah. and if you don't feel like you can go to any of the admin staff to talk about any of your mental health issues, you can come to me. And there's some other blokes in the room here. Put up your hands now. And they put up their hands. And it was like this big moment. Uh, where, like, Robbo, we just cut the scene and Robbo went and gave DCE a big hug and we moved on. What's the numbers? And what, what, what would be the numbers, right? And, and maybe it's a good thing that we share these numbers. Because I know when I was playing, there may have been 500 people. And in the time I played, uh, I don't know of anyone, and, and I'm sure there was many, you yeah. know, that had come out saying they were they were homosexual, mm. right? Um, so out of 500 players playing, and I'm, I'm sure the number would be very uh, similar to what it was when I was playing to what it is now, it's not zero. No, it's not zero. And statistically, we know it's not zero. Yeah. And I think... One of our goals from doing that scene, especially from Robbo, who can speak more eloquently about it than me, is he just wants to make the safe a bit more invi- space more inviting yeah. to, to, to be yourself because it's all about acceptance and equality, really. Yep. And um, no one should have to hide who they are or their lifestyle. And, um, and yeah, you know, moving forward, maybe, maybe there will be some openly gay players in the NRL that are comfortable and, and, and feel safe enough to be out and open and I might be ignorant, but I feel like they would be very safe. I, like, the way I mm. think about it, I think most people would think about it. And, 
in this day and age, particularly, it's just a non-issue. Like it's a, like as far as if you're in the sheds with a player who's gay, is a teammate with someone who's gay, playing against someone that's gay. For me, I think that, well, I'm taking a stab in the dark. That 99 percent plus would have absolutely zero problem with that. Would you? Would you see it that way? Or I, more? I'd agree with that. I, I think, um, especially with when we sort of sit down to. Corporates and schools about what scenes we want to do, um, especially in the last couple of years, post the plebiscite. Yeah, a lot have been said we don't really need to cover that scene, but it's a good opportunity to maybe sort of focus on other issues. But mm. but the the issue of coming out and um, that sort of stuff isn't an issue at our. our corporate or our school anymore because some of them have floats in the Mardi Gras yeah. now and uh, yeah. So at the corporate level, yeah, what would be, as many of our listeners would be, you know, have attended these sorts of things, what would be the number one thing the corporates are wanting from you guys? Um, I think res- uh, respect for women yep. around around the workplace is a really big one yeah. um, and, and that's where it gets quite serious and we get into uh, statistics of domestic violence and... Obviously, not all men are capable of domestic violence against women, but all domestic violence against women starts with disrespectful attitudes. Yes. And that might be calling someone a nasty name or a slap here or a touch here. And and we just want to eradicate it because that's where the embryonic stages of domestic mm. violence starts. So that's, and, what you're, yeah, so that's what you're doing now as far as helping out and... But, but what about your acting career? If you're overseas, yeah. right, and uh, somebody who's not as familiar with what you do back here and and you said you wanted to show them one show or one series or what would be the piece of work you're most proud about that you'd say, go and watch this? Oh, well, if I couldn't show them a theatre sports. Yeah, yeah oh, that could, would be it. Yeah, it really would. It yeah. really is, especially with Robbo um, there as well and my best mate, Damo. But um, I'd probably say In Excess. Yeah. The In Excess telly telly movie that we did was um one of my awesome. favorite yeah. yeah yeah and i've also seen you do your one hour i don't know what you call that but you do you with a with a psychologist yeah you do a one hour talk yeah to the football players yeah um which i saw you do at the roosters yeah, which was amazing yeah. and he kind of tells his own personal story in battling um with addiction issues and 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 then kind of involves all the players and yeah uses some pretty raw language and gets right on with, yeah. the, with the boys. And it's amazing how cathartic it is. Yeah. And, and it's really good messages just about, you know, you drink driving and like the pressure. You don't have to take that photo if you don't want to take that photo and you don't have to have that extra beer if you don't want to. And you know what yeah. I mean? The, the ability to put your hand up and not have to go on with that kind of herd mentality, that, that kind of, group mentality that I imagine in football would be so incorrigible and so hard to say, oh, no, guys, I'm going to have a water and walk home. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, maybe you won't get past the ball on Saturday or yeah. maybe you won't get make the starting team if you don't go out and, yeah. and, and and kick on. That's right. And I think that's a good opportunity to, again, come back full circle to what you were saying, uh, mate, that, that it's a good opportunity to thank the NRL and their initiative, especially Paul Hepburnstall yeah. at Wellbeing and Education. Because imagine being Paul and going, we're four actors and we'd like to go to every club and teach them about social issues. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us some money? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was like, ah, yeah, we might have to trial that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, we, yeah, with the talk about my own struggles with yeah. mental health and addiction, with drugs yeah. and alcohol, and I'm two and a half years clean now. Good on you. Uh, which is great. And um, again, I was like, Paul, I think I want to talk to all the clubs about my battles. I think I can share some experience, yeah. strength and hope, and maybe they can pull something from it. And so, so for people listening who have been down the path that you had been, yeah, 
two and a half years clean. Yeah. Are you completely in the clear? Do you ever get the temptations or you feel like you're on top of things? Yeah, they call that obsession. And, um, yeah, it, it, that's lifted now. Yeah. The obsession to drink or drug has, has lifted. Um, I've just got my own head I've got to deal with, which is <laughs> kind of harder. Um, but this year, you know, it's a work in progress. I've given up the cigarettes yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, how's that going? Six, terrible. Is it? My <laughs> housemates want me evicted. But what, yeah. made, what made you, what, what was the moment, we are speaking with uh, Australian actor Andy Ryan, what was the moment where you went, nah, six days ago, What? What? why? Well, all this talk around COVID opening, uh, the COVID restrictions and vaccinations, yeah. and once we're at 80%, we're going to open again. And then there was sort of like a fear around, oh, I might get it, even though I'm one part vaccinated, yeah. you know, but... I'll get the, I thought ah, maybe this is a good opportunity to focus on diet and health a little bit more. And yep. I, I, I think with the stress of this year and losing so much work, I, I sort of did go back into that crutch of smoking cigarettes and it got back up to a, a pack a day. And they're like a thousand dollars now. They're a thousand yeah. dollars yeah, like, a packet. Yeah, uh, packet of Stivos. Yes, one Bitcoin gets you a packet <laughs> yeah, of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like afterpay times 12 <laughs> yeah. installments to get a dart. Yeah. 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 Where, and I'm so broke at the moment. <laughs> I'm sort of sacrificing meals as I'm buying a pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going, there goes two breakfasts and a lunch. <laughs> so I just thought, stuff it. It's uh, I've done it. So uh, I And I've on, heard they're bad for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard they're bad for you too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went onto the gum and now I'm two days off the gum. Good boy. So, yeah, thank you. Who's your favourite star that you've worked with? Um, oh, that's a tough question. Uh, I... It's funny, I've met Russell Crowe, I've met Brendan Cow. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Just feels like I'm at the pub. Yeah. If you put me in front of Jonathan Thurston, I'll freeze. Oh, right. I'll freeze up. Good actor, is he? Yes. <laughs> 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 it's an amazing actor. But would you be like just starstruck and, and, I, and just mate, totally uncomfortable? To the point where Jonathan Thurston came up to me in the Virgin Lounge. Yeah. One day, he did the laugh. He's like, oh, g'day, mate. How are you? I, I couldn't talk. No. It's like meeting um, my favourite rock star or something. I'm the same musicians. Because with right. actors, I know they're... they're just as insecure as any actor on any level with their next job. But so too are rugby league players. Yeah, but when, when I meet a musician, yeah. I just don't understand how they do it. No. I, and I'm just like, I cannot believe yeah. it. Because I'm also a failed musician, you know, so I'm kind of a four out of ten bass player, yeah. six out of ten harmonica player. So I just worship them, yeah. you know. Whereas with actors, I'm like, uh, Brad Pitt, anyone, I'm just like, I know what's going through you. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. before you go on camera, before you walk on stage, you're going, is this my last job? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's like, that's like me. Every goal kick, I, I was thinking, well, people yeah. would say you have to expect you're going to get. I'm thinking, I hope I don't miss this. You know? yeah, and, and that yeah. was it. But just just back to the NXS miniseries, yeah. did you need to be, because you were playing the um, keyboard. keyboard, right? Yeah. Did you actually need to know how to play the keyboard? Um, they told us we did, and yeah. then when the cameras rolled, we definitely didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But So I was playing a character, uh, Andrew Farris, yes. who has an album out at the moment, country country music uh, he's gone into at the moment. It's a killer album, if you should find the name of that. But, um, yeah, so I was playing him, and um, uh, Tim Farris, would, uh, he was sort of our um, on-set liaison. And he would literally sometimes with the guitar come and glue my fingers to the strings. Wow. And just say, now strum the bass <laughs> wow. and uh, we'll roll. So, yeah, that was uh, that. was that was, that was that. But Just it, sell it. Just sell, sell it. it. Just sell so it. So have you been in touch with him about your performance in, in Excess? Yeah. He's, um, since since doing the film, he's um, actually, we were at his album launch 
Um, and, um, yeah, he actually invited me out to his farm two weeks ago. Didn't invite you to kick off a, a band, uh, you know, a.k.a. A spin-off. 30-odd foot of grunt style, no. like, let's go. Well, I can't sing. Oh, or there's play that. Any yeah. Yeah. So we were having a bit of a jam on some Rolling Stones numbers the <laughs> other night. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when the late, great Charlie Watts passed away yeah. the other day, I started just throwing some Rolling Stones on the bass. Yeah. And I was sending the videos to Andy, and then he came back with a few <laughs> vocals, and I thought, I think we've got something here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as long as it lasted. You can have your say, by the way, on the text on 0457 736 736. Uh, just before we get away from uh, the, the, the acting career, um, tomorrow when the war began. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Lewis is in it. Yes. What, what's the jersey he's wearing? It looks like a country jersey or something. Do you know the jersey he's wearing? It's got Holmes or something on the I back? I don't know the jersey that no. he's wearing on that. But um, actually, funny story with that. Uh, Gold Coast premiere of the film. Yes. Big moment. Uh, my family could come. And uh, obviously, Lincoln's family could come. Yep. Uh, it was my first ever feature film I was in. Yeah. Uh, film was over. Uh, went up to my family. Mum was crying. I uh, said, amazing performance. Sister was there. She said it was great performance. Went over to Dad. I said, what did you reckon? He said, I got to sit next to Wally Lewis. <laughs> and that's Queensland. That yeah. is Queensland. That's Queensland. That that's, was his first bit of feedback after a, seeing that That's film. a perfect full circle on yeah. this conversation. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, plenty more still to get through. We will talk about some rugby league too here on Crunch Time. Andy Ryan, Brendan Cowell, I'm Joel Kane. Plenty more to get through. It is Crunch Time. All thanks to Red Rooster and Isuzu MUX. A break and back with more. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.